I'm Ken Seong, Technical Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants. And I'm here with Stavros Tomarakis, Chair of the Board. We are joined by several board members, Don Thompson, Marisa Obea, Jim Gay, and Gary Hannaford. We're here to discuss some of the highlights from the Ethics Board's meeting held in New York, June 29th through July 1st, 2015. Stavros, this was the third full meeting of the board in 2015. What was your overall take of the meeting? Ken, the third meeting of the Ethics Board, which, which has just been concluded, uh, was, I believe, a very fruitful meeting, very productive one. Uh, you will, we will talk about the projects one by one. The task force chairs are here. Two general remarks that I have is are that, first of all, we managed on every project to make forward steps which uh, will help us uh, progress in our work, which is a very ambitious work program for this, for this year. Uh, the second point I want to make is that we have another meeting, which is a special meeting, in fact, special for this year, in September. So our work uh, that we just completed over the last uh, three days is very closely related and will be continued, and several things will take more determinate shape as we move to our September meeting. So I think we made very good steps precisely in that direction. So I'm quite pleased with the meeting, and um, we look forward to continuing on a very good basis in uh, September. Thank you, Stavros. Let me now turn to Don Thompson. Uh, Don, uh, your project structure of the code was a significant item on the agenda this week. Uh, what were the highlights of the board discussion, and uh, in particular, the key outcomes of the discussion, please? Again, at this meeting, the board discussed a draft restructured code that has been reviewed not only by the task force, but also by a plain English editor. So we've been working for many months on resolving the issues to be addressed in this restructured code. And this is the first time the board has seen a product that uh, is a first read of a, a final product. Highlights of the restructuring include the separation of requirements from guidance, increased prominence of the requirement to comply with the fundamental principles and apply the conceptual framework, increased, increased clarity of responsibility, and increased clarity of language. The draft was well received by the board and the task force received a number of helpful uh, suggestions, including improving the flow of the material further improvements to the introductory material that has been developed to assist users, moving the definitions and descriptions which had not already been relocated to the glossary, moving those to the glossary, and further refinement of paragraphs to facilitate future navigability as we move to electronic code. Second tranche will be presented to the board at a September meeting at which time it will also receive an updated draft of this first tranche. Task Force is continuing to target the December board meeting for approval of an exposure draft. Thank you, Don. Uh, let me now turn to Marisa. Marisa has chaired the Long Association Task Force. You, you led the uh, board discussion on, uh, on that project at this meeting. 
What was the main outcome of the discussion? Thanks, Ken. Just as a reminder, this project involves the review of the provisions relating to long association with an audit client. Um, and in light of uh, feedback that has been received since the exposure draft was issued at the end of last year, the board's continued to refine its proposals um, with respect in particular to the partner rotation provisions uh, for key audit partners serving public interest entities. And that's taking into account um, feedback from various uh, important stakeholders, including representatives of the PIOB, members of the CAG, the SNP committee, and, and FEE also. Um, and the discussions at this meeting of the board centered around two specific issues. Firstly, the board debated what its response should be to uh, continu continuing uh, questions being raised by some stakeholders regarding the cooling off period for the engagement quality control reviewer or EQCR for short. While the majority of respondents to the exposure draft uh, agreed that the cooling off period for the EQCR should remain at two years, we've had um, various stakeholders uh, express concern with the EQCR not having the same cooling off period that the board had proposed for the engagement partner, which was five years. Uh, while the board continues to support uh, the basic principle that all pies should be treated the same way in the code, it is considering how the requirements for EQCRs could be enhanced in respect of audits of uh, listed entities only um, in order to determine a response uh, to these concerns that is still balanced against somewhat competing concerns such as the impact of changes on SMPs. Uh, secondly, the board considered its response to the question of whether um, the code could recognise the existence of other safeguards or combinations of safeguards which have been established by regulators or legislators at a country level. Um, these could be different, but in essence, um, maybe as effective or more stringent than the proposals. Um, an example of that would be the European Union reforms, um, which include both firm rotation as well as partner rotation, um, or jurisdictions, for example, in which the time on period might be shorter than the seven year time on period in the code. So a clear majority of the board um, supports the proposal that the code recognise these jurisdictional differences um, and the task force will continue to consider how to further refine those proposals. Thank you very much, Marisa. Uh, Jim, uh, your project on party was coming back to the board after the uh, close of the exposure draft uh, comment period uh, and we had a good discussion at the board. Uh, what was your take on, on that uh, session, please? Thank you, Ken. Uh, well, the board did uh, discuss the uh, uh, task force's uh, uh, proposed responses to the comments uh, from the uh, uh, comment letters to the uh, uh, exposure draft that had been uh, published earlier this year. Uh, the work of the Part C task force is divided into two phases. Uh, phase one, in which it and the board are currently engaged, concerns the revision of Section 320 on the presentation of information. A new Section 370 on pressure that is exerted on professional accountants in business and pressure exerted by uh, accounts and business on others uh, that may result in violations of the fundamental principles. Also, there are a few amendments to other sections of the code involved. The uh, task force has had initial discussions on phase two. It'll be developed further as phase one is completed. An exposure draft, as I said, of phase one was issued earlier this year at this meeting. Uh, the comments were um, uh, analyzed. Uh, the task force is pleased to receive 42 comment letters and has evaluated and, and incorporated its recommendations uh, into uh, 
Section 320 and uh, 320, uh, 370. The, the board uh, provided feedback, uh, generally agreeing that the responses and the consequent revisions to the ED were appropriate. Uh, the task force will make further re revisions uh, to Section 320 based on the board's comments at this meeting uh, for final approval uh, by the board. We hope that will happen uh, um, uh, certainly this year. Although it has worked extensively on the public comments uh, on Section 370, the task force is not quite, was not quite ready to uh, present a report to the board uh, now. Uh, a review of comments will be presented to the board at its September meeting. Um, it's anticipated the board will approve both um, Sections 320 and 370 uh, again th this year. The primary issues in Phase 2 are a revision of Section 350 on offering or accepting inducements that may result in non-compliance with the fundamental principles of the code, uh, the applicability of Part C of the code to professional accounts and public practice, um, and to the extent time is available, uh, the task force will begin work on this uh, later this year, or alternatively will begin uh, working actively on phase two uh, early in 2016. Thank you, Jim. And uh, finally, let me now turn to Gary Hanafford. Gary, as chair of the Safeguard Task Force, um, could I please invite you to, um, for a brief uh, report back on the board discussion this week? Thank you, Ken. The, um, you'll recall that the, the project was approved to, to move forward just earlier this year to review the clarity, appropriateness, and effectiveness of safeguards described in both sections 100 and 200 of the code, and then more particularly the application of those safeguards as they pertain to non-assurance services in section 290. We had an opportunity to review with the board back in April uh, some of our preliminary issues that we had identified and the real focus of the discussion at, uh, at the meeting uh, today was to focus our attention on, the, uh, on whether or not there was support for the identification of proposals on how we deal with some of those issues. Uh, to date, much of our focus has been on um, the uh, sections 100 and 200 as they have overarching uh, implications for the rest of the code on how safeguards are to be applied. And we have looked very carefully at uh, whether or not there is a way that we can provide greater clarity to the conceptual framework and how that needs to be applied, first of all, generally to all professional accountants and then more particularly how to be applied to professional accountants in public practice. Uh, we identified in particular uh, as a starting point the, that we needed to provide greater clarity as to the objective of the conceptual framework and the uh, objective of the conceptual framework is not simply to, to uh, apply safeguards but it's to identify threats, evaluate those threats and then reduce those threats to an acceptable level or eliminate them altogether. And that forms the basis for much of the rest of the project and what we're bringing forward. We had the opportunity to get feedback from the board on that approach as well. We had an opportunity to discuss um, and, and get greater guidance as to how we would define what a reasonable and informed third party might mean, um, how we might fine tune the description of a safeguard uh, considered the different types of safeguards that are currently described in the extant code and how they relate to the description that we might have of what a safeguard is. We also want to be sure that we can provide within the code as part of guidance a stronger correlation between the safeguards that have been identified and how they relate to the threats to the fundamental principles in the first place. 
um, and we plan to modify the guidance as well for uh, communications with those charged with governance and um, had the opportunity uh, just uh, just before the the board meeting to receive uh, feedback directly from an important constituency group the uh, SMP committee and we'll take those comments into account um, we are only now just starting to look at the specific safeguards as they pertain to non-assurance services and we'll be focusing our attention on that over the next month or so uh, we still are mindful of the fact that we're trying to align this with the structure project and uh, our hope would be that we would be in a position to release an exposure draft uh, by the December board meeting that remains our goal recognize there are some challenges to be able to do that as our next steps we plan to bring our uh, positions on various of these matters to the CAG meeting in September and hopefully have a first read of an exposure draft for the board in September Thank you, Gary, and thank you, Stavros, and uh, thank you, Marisa, Don, and Jim. Uh, the next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held September 15th and 16th in uh, New York. Ethics Board meetings are open to the public. We encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, go to the meetings page of the Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org, where you can also find more information about the board and projects discussed. The Thicks Board records a podcast summary following each meeting. You can subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC, Accountancy Podcast, in the Apple iTunes Store. Thank you for listening.